BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is why installers need interaction skills. Joining us today is Sean Weiss. Sean is a BDR trainer and head coach. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me again, Mr. MacArthur. Appreciate it. We are very glad to have you back. Uh, You were our very first guest on the Prime Resources podcast, so this is a triumphant return. And uh, just for those folks that maybe didn't tune in last time around, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you do for BDR? Um, Absolutely. So I have been with BDR now going on seven years, and my roles currently with BDR uh, is uh, head coach, uh, service coach, labor coach, sales coach. And then with that, uh, on the training side, I also currently teach our Top Gun Sales Excellence class as well as our labor management class. Okay. Well, that's a nice uh, laundry list of uh, stuff. Uh, Yeah, you're an important part of BDR uh, with all that you do. And and one of the other things that you talk about, I know in your training classes and in your coaching is is a subject of our uh, episode today is how we installers can be part of the sales process in the home. That's correct. Beautiful. So I just want to confirm I had the right guy here today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you this, Sean. Let's get right into it. Um, What is the installer's role when they're in the home today? And is that different than how it's been in the past? That's a great question. And the answer is uh, to the second part of that. uh, It it is drastically different. and, and the role today, uh, especially when we're looking at the term retail installer, and what exactly is a retail installer? Um, and that, that, and that, I believe, is the is the defined role of the installer today. And that that is that is a professional, um, that is a valued and important member of our team. Um, they're an asset. They are a leverageable. Um, team member for, for client retention um, in, in, and when I say retention, I, I mean in building value in continued services with our company beyond the installation uh, with respect to the maintenance program. And in addition to that, um, you know, they, they've ultimately always fulfilled this role, but they are uh, an integral role in the sales process and, and in, in Top Gun Sales Excellence, I will refer to them as our promise keepers. And because, you know, during the sales process, we are, we are showing a lot of pictures, we're saying a lot of things, we're making a lot of promises. And they're the ones that deliver on these promises. They're the ones that spend more time uh, with our homeowners than anyone else in our organization. When you look at, at, the, at the, the length of time a typical install could take anywhere from one to, you know, three, four, five days to complete. So there's so much time spent with, with the homeowners 
And so, you know, there's a lot of interaction going on between the installer and the homeowner throughout the course of the, the install over how many days that, you know, we, there needs to be a focus from our company in developing their customer service skills, um, the soft skills really truly that surround the install and, and how we represent ourselves and present ourselves in the home and to the clients we serve. And, and, and again, to the second part of that, um, with respect to how that role has changed from the past, um, I've heard it said, I've, I've seen it, I've witnessed it. Um, you know, we, we tell the installers to hurry up and shut up, don't say anything. And if the customer has a question, point to the number on the, on the side of the van and have them call the office. You know, we, we don't want any interaction there. And when we're looking at this, this valuable asset team member, how do we leverage them? How do we leverage that position and that time spent uh, as best we can with the homeowner? How do we leverage that time being spent in that home if it's the most out of any other team member to prime? How do we, how do we perfect that and, and, and gain additional opportunity, revenue, um, whatever it may be, uh, reviews, referrals, things like that. So there is a huge, uh, mindset change that, that, you know, and a lot of, a lot of savvy, uh, contractors and businesses out there are, are, have already gotten a hold of this, but, um, really looking at, at that installer as one of the most under leveraged assets that we have under our roof and, and how can we maximize potential from those key critical team members that we have. Yeah, boy, there's several things I love about what you said there, Sean. With one, the idea of the promise keepers, man, I just feel that is so dead on. You know, um, I just think of my own experience as a homeowner and, and working with contractors, and you get one thing from the salesperson, and then the the installer or, or whoever is going to actually do the work comes to your house. And it's totally different <laughs> and it's, and it's not what, what you were promised. Um, so that is, uh, that stuck out at me. Um, and then I love the, the, the idea of looking at them as a true asset in this process um, it, and the sales process and the customer experience. Um, so let me ask you this, what, what does that look like for an installer uh, in the home? Does it just mean they need to say hi and, and wave at the homeowner or is it something more than that? It's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than that. And again, um, I'm going to, throughout this conversation, more than likely link a lot of what is taught in our sales process because mm -hmm. it is an interlocking process between sales to our installation process. So, um, as we're going through a sales process, we're, go, we're getting into unfamiliar territory as to what is going to transpire over the course of an installation. Um, it, it, I, I, I refer to it as fear of the unknown. Um, on average, you know, a homeowner is going to change out their system 1.3 times in their life. And that's not to say that if this is their second or third go around, even that, that they've had great experiences the other one or two times that this has happened. So there's a lot of, of communication that takes place with that homeowner um, on that sales end. 
and expectations that are met or that are made out there. And so, you know, that interaction that's coming from the installer there is confirming and adhering to those expectations, the timelines and things like that. So, so when you take that installer and, and, and look at those interactions that are occurring, it's, it's, a communica- it's a communicative process where we're explaining everything and we're tearing down those, uh, w- those fears mm-hmm. and those, um, you know, the, 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 the what ifs, um, are they going to, you know, what's my house going to look like when it's done? What's my house going to look like during the process? When, at what point am I going to get my house back from these people? When are they going to, you know, are they going to leave? Um, are they going to use a bathroom I don't want, want them to? Are they going to go into any areas that I don't want them to? Are they going to cut down a, a, a shrubbery or a bush or flowers or whatever <laughs> next to the outdoor unit? You know, all these things that could be potentially happening. And so, again, it's, it's a very interlocking process from, from sales to installation and leveraging those installers right out of the gate when they first get to the home and that first conversation that happens, you know, at the front door or inside the home, debriefing on everything, all the notes that they had received from the sales team and just allaying those fears and concerns and showing that homeowner that, look, we're an organization that is uh, highly organized. And I have received all those notes. I have them right here. Yes, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, I see that you're going to have your animals locked in the in the back bedroom and you don't want us to go in there. If at any point in time we need to access that that room for whatever reason, I'll be sure to let you know and we can uh, potentially make arrangements for us to get in there. Whatever it may be, that's, it's clear communication from the sales process. And then our installers confirming that information on the front end so that we break down those, those potential immediate uh trepidations and concerns on the front end and then you know most importantly as as you as you alluded to and i and and i mentioned that promise keeper term and then we got to deliver we've got to deliver on it and there's got to be follow-through you know throughout throughout the the whole entire process of the install yeah it's interesting some of the the words i I was uh, taking some notes here as you were talking some of the things you mentioned about the homeowner's perception of a contractor coming into their home, fear of the unknown, trepidation, which I thought was a pretty brainy word to use here, impressive, um, <laughs> vulnerability. Uh, yeah, work. a homeowner is kind of vulnerable when they're letting somebody into their house. And if, to your point, the installer on the front side can say, hey, you don't have to worry. I've got you. You know, we, the sales people, uh, this is what they promised you. And, and here's what I'm going to do. I've, we've communicated, they sales has communicated to me. Uh, and I think it says a ton about the company. Just, just like you said, that, that shows that the company is on it and, and puts the consumer's mind at ease. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll just, you know, and, and I know you've had your experiences. I just recently had an experience. Um, at my house where our system was changed out uh, going on about a month ago. And being in the industry, I have acquired some uh, accessories over time. And throughout the sales process, I let the the salesperson know that I had these accessories and I would like them if they could, if if I could have the installers install them uh, when they completed the install. And he was very gracious, obliged, said, absolutely, that's no problem. We'll go ahead and take care of that for you uh, as part of the install. So I thanked him. 
Um, subsequently, morning of day one, install team shows up, uh, greet me at the front door. We're kind of going through some things, not in that great detail that I just described that I believe that we should. Um, and I happened to mention, um, you know, hey, I've got this, that, and, those, and, and the other for, uh, for you guys to install. Do you guys have that in your sales notes? And I got the deer in a headlights look. They had, you know, no, no clear knowledge of, of this. Uh, and they said, you know, yeah, sure. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and take care of that for you. But I mean, you know, and, and me being in the industry, um, I feel just my knowledge, I can navigate those, those waters, but for the average person, again, what is that? What is that showing? How is that positioning us? You know, if that were something that were to take place and at the end of that install, when it comes time for those installers to confirm satisfaction, and then, you know, ideally we're asking for a review or referrals and things like that. I mean, right out of the gate, we're, we're in a bad position right then and there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to kind of mask those, uh, those, those uh, fears or the uh-ohs that come out of things. You know, uh-oh, we did not get that information. So, I mean, I could see it in their, you know, their body language that, um, yeah, this, this transmission was not received on that one. And, you know, again, it's fine with me, but for the average homeowner, I mean, that you're, you're already off on a bad start too. So yeah, that, that communication is, is imperative. Yeah. That's so interesting. And, and yeah, what, what's going through the installer's mind when, when that happens, they're like, somebody didn't tell me the whole story, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And it creates a frustration with them too, because they don't want to look bad in front of the homeowner. Absolutely. Yeah. Now they've been um, ill positioned off the start. And then now what does that create potential friction from yeah. sales to our install team? Oh man, I, I never want to do that guy's installs. I never get the notes or I always look like an idiot in front of the homeowner, whatever it may be. So yeah, communication, foundational component in any successful relationship. And we have relationships externally with our homeowners. And we also have those internal relationships between sales and our install team. Yeah, there's a lot to this. Um, so let me ask you this. Is it uh, is it natural for most installers to kind of uh, engage in, in interaction with the homeowner and, and do some of these things that we're talking about, or is that is that a challenge for most of them? I would say that um, that it is natural on the onset of the install for most installers for most companies to have that morning interaction. That is pretty standard. Okay. I will say what's not average is continued communication throughout the day, updates, um, things like that. I, I see that that's where the average company or install team falls off. We get that, we get that initial uh, interaction uh, and here's what we're here for. Um, whatever it may be, I need access to this, that, and the other. And then it, pretty much dies out after that. Um, And how thorough that is, is probably varying as well. And, um, and I'm not saying that we need to sit here and take an an hour of the homeowner's time in the morning, but I do believe that we need to be thorough in reviewing what we're there for, what we're going to be doing, uh, projected timelines, um, you know, circling back on any specific installation notes that we've received from our install team. Uh, things like that, you know, and, and again, we're probably talking about taking a five minute conversation 
uh, and turning it into a 10 minute conversation. So it's not like it's, we're taking exponentially more time uh, to do so, but it's just those few extra minutes really detailing and, and getting specific. And again, just, just um, delivering more of that peace of mind on the front end. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's, let's look at this. If say uh, we've got a, a one day installation, uh, what would be those points of interaction that, that you would recommend uh, that an installer engage in? Uh, great question. Uh, so, so definitely we want to have that morning interaction. And, and I believe if we want to become that retail um, concierge type level of service, um, I want to give that homeowner a specific timeline. So definitely uh, in the morning, um, with the homeowner, um, letting them know if we run into any potential problems, um, will they be available for us to, to get in communication with them? Are they going to be on a, you know, a zoom meeting or things like that? Because most people are working from home these days. How available will they be for us if we, if we, uh, run into something and need, need their immediate attention? And then beyond that, uh, definitely looking at a, at a scheduled midday, uh, rendezvous to, to debrief on where we're at. What, what have we gotten done so far um, and, and what's to come and what, what our expected end time is. Uh, and, and then also, you know, at what point in time do we think we will need them to, uh, to go over a system orientation uh, with their new system as well? So um, morning, midday, uh, and then system orientation time. And then at what point we anticipate us uh, finishing up or any other types of potential um, inconveniences that might be occurring when the system we anticipate it take taking the system down uh trying to give them a good ballpark of when that's going to happen when we anticipate the system being up and running um if we have a situation where we've got a subcontractor coming in such as like a crane or anything like that at what point that might be occurring because we may run into some sort of access uh issue for them if they need to leave um or if somebody's going to be coming in at a certain time and we've got a crane blocking the driveway you know, certain inconveniences that, that, that may be occurring. We just want to let the homeowner know what at what point we anticipate those occurring and then at what point we anticipate the, the inconvenience being resolved. Yeah, I think that's that's so important, just having that communication of, of when things are going to happen because people are so busy today, you know. Even if they've arranged the time to be home during the install, it doesn't mean they have nothing else going on. Um, mm-hmm. And also knowing when things are going to end or when things are going to happen. To me, it's like you're in the dentist chair and and they're cleaning your teeth. And I'm always wondering, like, when is this going to end? I, I can hold on a little bit longer. <laughs> um, but if it goes on much beyond that, what I think it is, I, I'm going to have a problem here. <laughs> you know, well, and, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, that because that's an uncomfortable experience. and we have to understand that this is an uncomfortable experience for our homeowners as well, because this is their domain and they're not living life like they normally do. They're living life uh, to a certain degree because they're, they've got somebody in their home. Um, you know, they're not doing everything that they normally would. So when is the, when is the uncomfortable uh, situation going to be over with? So yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, going back to the communication, hey, maybe we, we need to talk to our dentists out there too. And if, <laughs> I, I, I second 
second you on that. It would be nice to know how long I, I, I need to, I'm going to be in this uncomfortable state. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's look at this now from a different angle, Sean. Um, so we've, we've talked to, about, you know, what those points of interaction might be during a typical installation. Um, but let, let's say we, we've got that going and the installer is able to do that. They have this good communication throughout the install. What, what can happen on the, on the positive side? What, what are the good things that are downstream if we were able to implement this? Well, um, you know, for one, I believe that a, that a byproduct of excellent communication and delivering on those, on those promises is going to be how we've positioned ourselves now to become uh, or to, to have cultivated a, and nurtured a, a referral source here. And whether that's word of mouth, whether that's uh, online reviews, we've, we've positioned ourselves, you know, ultimately. And that's, that's the wash, rinse, repeat process and cycle that we're really looking for here. Um, we want to prove ourselves, do a great job, and in turn have earned now the right to ask and, and have those reviews and, and positive reviews and positive referrals come. I mean, that, that's ultimately one of the biggest things that we could do. Again, put this on the, the back of a shampoo bottle, wash, rinse, repeat through that process. Um, you know, additionally, um, now what we have done is we've created a relationship. That installer, that, that blue collar, quote unquote, individual within our company has created a relationship with that homeowner, a positive relationship. And when I create a positive relationship with someone, I'm subsequently building trust. And I'm building trust. Uh, I have a, I have an asset or a source within my organization that has built trust that there are little to no um, inhibitions between the homeowner's perception of this individual and, and 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 vice versa. So, and what I mean by that is when that installer with that trust built makes recommendations sees things, circles back on recommendations that the sales team may have made, but things that were not chosen at the time of the sale. Now I've got somebody that is that has a high level of trust where I don't have any of that potential um, lockup that we can get from a homeowner to a, to a salesperson. And that's in any industry, industry, right? People hate to be sold to, but they love to buy. And so there's this wall and barrier that, that people build up against sales. And, and sales is working really hard to build trust and break down those barriers and have that relationship where, where now, you know, um, uh, transactions can occur, um, purchases can occur. The installer walks into this without a lot of uh, uh, mind paid from the homeowner to the, the fact that they may be sold something. And I'm not saying that, that, that they're selling anything necessarily, they're educating an offering and they're a well-positioned asset to leverage to offer those potential accessory options and or things that maybe sales offered and, and weren't chosen. For whatever reason, I always refer to it as situation and circumstances. Sometimes situations and circumstances um, just dictate that that homeowner, for whatever reason, on that day when they signed the contract, did not decide to go with the with with some options that maybe they had shown some interest in, 
uh, but did not choose. And then we look at the time removed, and, and as we especially get into our he heavier demand season, there may be a, 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 a substantial gap between when the contract is signed to when we actually go out and perform the installation. And a lot of situations and circumstances can change within there. I mean, homeowner may have gotten a, an unforeseen bonus check that they weren't anticipating. Um, situationally, they may not have been as educated on the product that they wanted to be. And by leaving literature and information, you know, they now have had a time in that gap between the contract being signed to the install to educate themselves and really build up more of the, the why I want this. And all they may be waiting for is just the simple offering of it, you know, and we're all busy. Maybe they, they completely forgot about it, but oh yeah, I remember I, I did check into that. I, I do want that, you know? So uh, I think ultimately a couple of the good things, just to go back to the original question, uh, reviews and referrals, ultimately. I mean, again, we want to, we want to replicate this process over and over uh, every single time. And, and additionally to that, just looking at that installer, as a potential revenue producer for us. And, and by revenue producer, I mean additional revenue producer in offering accessories and options that were offered at the time of sale, but not chosen. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's, uh, let's unpack that accessory piece a little bit. So uh, how would that happen in practice? You know, when might that occur? Well, I definitely think that, that we should um, bring it out on the front end um, and just review when we're reviewing the contract with the homeowner. Here's everything, you know, that we're getting. Here's everything that we're going to be doing, confirming model serial number, all that good stuff. And then just circling back with them. Um, you know, I know when when so-and-so was out here, they had talked to you about this product and this product and that... Um, you know, you may have shown some interest, but decided not to do that. I just want to let you know, Mr. And Mrs. Homeowner, that, you know, if you've changed your mind, I do have those products uh, available and, and can easily install them today. Um, and would it be okay when we get to the point of that installation or the potential when we would be installing that product? Um, if you're, if you're not ready to do so right now, is it okay if I just circle back with you and check with you one last time? If that'd be something you'd like us to take care of for you today? Simple question, simple scripting, no pushiness. We're never, we're not putting a knife to anybody's throat here. Just circling back, and uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, every blind squirrel is going to find an acorn every once in a while. And so, you know, if we never talk about it, if we never offer, we're never gonna, we're never gonna have it. You know, uh, I, I think it would be very rare for a homeowner to take that initiative uh, in most cases. So, you know. Um, one of the big secrets to success in, in offering and selling accessories, whether it's on the sales side or whether it's on the service side or whether it's with our installers that we're talking about today, is offer. If you don't offer, you're probably not going to get somebody to accept you. Yeah, uh, uh, you're right. And uh, I think it just sends a nice message to the homeowner anyway of like, wow, these guys paid attention, you know. Uh, they were actually right. listening when we when we had this. Um, so, what, what does a company need to do to really uh, develop this kind of approach with their installers? Is there uh, is this a, a training thing that needs to happen, or, or 
how do they get this kind of a culture going? Well, training is a big part of it, right? And it's and, uh, and in training, what we're trying to do is we're trying to create new habits because this is a new habit that we want to that we want to create in our with our install team. And so, um, you know, on the heels of that, I highly recommend to everyone listening into this podcast. Uh, Dave Katsula with our company does a great um, uh, class called Top Gun Installer uh, Excellence. And um, as part of Top Gun Installer Excellence, what we do in that class is we go through a lot of what we're talking about today. And and how do we how do we um, develop and uh, build this culture with our install team? Um, so I, I'd highly recommend everyone out there. Uh, getting a, getting a, getting a look at how you can get your team to that class, um, whether it's in person or virtually. Uh, in addition to that, too, I mean, it's not just going to stop there. It's not a Ron Copil set it and forget it process. Um, we have we have got to uh, to continue on with this and, um, and 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 take that torch or that mantle that we get passed to us from cl- training classes like Dave teaches. And as as owners and managers continue to talk about this, um, you know, continue to in our install meetings, go through skills training where we have uh, installers work with us as the owners or managers or with their own team members. And somebody plays homeowner and somebody plays installer. And we just we just work this out and we work that out in our in our meetings and and skills training on that in that respect. And then, uh, you know. Uh, to to see it to through for, to see this to fruition, I believe that one of the most important parts in all of this is for the leaders in our company, our our, our managers, our owners, whoever whoever we may be, get out there, get in the trucks, get in the vans, do ride-alongs with them, work with your team uh, in real time to help to develop them, um, and and see this through to becoming a new habit and, and subsequently a new culture within our organization. It's not going to happen on its own. It's going to happen with a lot of hard work and attention paid to this process um, and, and continually working out, working it out over many months to ultimately start to start to begin to see some of that traction come through. Beautiful. Yeah. Just to restate some of those things. Uh, for the listeners, uh, skills training, working on that internally with the team, uh, owners and managers doing ride-alongs, love that one. And, and and through this process over time, as you said, we can we can have these habits that really will turn into a culture over the long term. Uh, that's great advice, Sean. Uh, so let's um, go now to. Uh, one final question I think I have for you is if you could um, give me a profile. You talked about the retail-based installer back at, earlier on in our conversation. If you could design a retail installer, um, what would that look like? What would be the, you know, I'm, I'm imagining like a, uh, a GI Joe, you know, what, what are the thing, you know, what are the cool <laughs> stuff that comes with it to, um, to be that? So retail based installer, what does it look like? Well, the first thing that I want to 
hit on here, and I believe that this is the most important, is the appearance of that installer mm. and the the perception that the homeowner is going to have from that initial interaction look. And and so when I'm when I'm talking about appearance here, um, and I've been guilty of this in the past, um, I, I provided neat, clean uniforms, Nate certified service technicians, and my installers wore jeans and a company t-shirt. Completely different look. And there was no there was no consistency from the sales team to the service team to our installation team. And so I'm a firm believer that those installers should be neat, clean, uniformed, shirt tucked in, um, you know, uniformed pants, uniformed shorts, um, company hats. I don't I don't ever want to see, you know, um, some other logoed hat of a sports team or whatever um, company company supplied uniform there and and I, and a consistent company supplied uniform from you know the same the same look as what we would what we would give our service team now we're going to get a, in attics we're going to get in crawl spaces you know we've got crawl suits for that or you know take take the take the button down uh, uniform shirt off put it back uh, in the vehicle um, and 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 do the do but anytime we have to have that customer interaction go back to the truck put on your button-up shirt and tuck it in and go back into that home with that clean uniformed look um, obviously you know I, I, and I have just so all the listeners know I have a full beard but you know a neat trimmed look um, all that stuff so we don't look scraggly or scrappy and I think most of us out there uh, manage to that as far as the look is concerned of, of, of hygiene and things like that. Uh, definitely technology. Definitely technology. Um, tools are a huge value builder uh, in the eyes of the homeowner. Uh, and, I, and I use this analogy in, in technician training, uh, install training, um, and I'm just going to bring out specifically uh, digital gauges. And I know most of us have subscribed to this. Uh, throughout the industry this is kind of a set standard and norm um, but again i go go to customer perception um, and i asked this question to technicians i said you know from from a from a skill set standpoint if we are going to charge a system properly which one requires more skill analog gauges or digital gauges and the answer always is well analog gauges require more skill and a skill set to properly charge a system. Mm -hmm. And then I asked, well, what might that perception be from the homeowner? Which would the homeowner perceive to be uh, more precise and accurate? And the resounding answer to that is, is digital gauges. So I'm always looking at, at, at the tools and technology that we use. Um, what's the customer's perception of that? What, what, is, what is that gonna, gonna look and feel like to them? So, you know, High tech, high tech as we can on that end of the spectrum. Uh, customer home care is a big one. That's that's a mark of a of a retail installer and a retail install uh, company is that that customer care and concern with respect to their home. You know what what does our floor protection look like? Do we need to change out our drop cloths? Are they just smattered with? uh mastic and, and pvc glue and primer and all this stuff what does that look like you know what 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 might the homeowner's perception of us putting that quote unquote laundered 
drop cloth down on their nice carpet? You know, um, is there, is, as we walk on that, are we going to be transferring any of that stuff into their, into their carpet or things like that? So, you know, can we use uh, corner protection uh, in certain areas where we may be going up the stairs or into a bedroom uh, to get a air handler up in the attic? What is our, what is our um, master closet protection look like if we have to access the attic through, the, through a master closet? You know, are we going to drape that closet with, uh, with uh, painter's plastic and, and, you know, just what's the perception of, of our care and concern? Again, at that concierge level, that regard, it's the feeling should be different in doing business with us. The end result may be the same, an operable system that's a quality install, but the process, what does the process feel like to that homeowner? And for me, I, I use the analogy a lot of, of, of business travel. I travel quite a bit and I've stayed at various hotels and I could tell you the level of the, 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 the level of that perception of how I feel about the hotel varies depending upon where I stay. Now, most hotels I go to ideally have a, a bed, you know, a shower, a sink, things like that. But what's my interaction like with the staff? Are they greeting me every time I walk through the door? Are they asking me if they can do anything for me? You know, the feeling is different when you stay at, you know, nicer hotels and things like that. You're paying for something that you believe is going to give you value. So are our customers knowing that they're paying more for our company? Does that perception and that feel of our process come through? Do they feel like this is a more high-end, high-touch uh, installation process than what they might have experienced or have perceived it to be in the past? So how do we how do we deliver that that feeling that this is a company that has that high regard for the homeowner, the family, and the home itself and their property? Yeah, I don't know if there's anything more important to my wife than floor protection when we've got contractors in the home. So if mm -hmm. the contractor comes in and either takes their shoes off before they can uh, put the floor protection down or puts floor protection down, they are golden with my wife. <laughs> Because <laughs> that is what she's watching for. We're at home. We you know we take our shoes off when we come in the door, and we don't wear our shoes in the house, and and so it's just important to her. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's huge. Just having that regard that you said that hey, we we care. We're paying attention to these things. Um, what about uh, this? Is something we haven't hit on yet: uh, kids and pets. How to how to installer if the installer comes across one of those things or both what what do they do? Well, and, and I could I could relate to a very recent experience that I had uh, this week actually um, with a client I was doing a sales ride along with one of their salesperson and probably a pretty typical situation that we may find ourselves in right now um, mom working from home. Uh, in light of everything that's going on, and uh, it happens to be summer, so uh, son is home for for summer, and he was very inquisitive, and uh, we needed to get up into the attic and access the attic. 
and he was he was uh, very determined that uh, he had never seen that level of the house and how excited, like he really wanted to get to get up in the attic. And I and I can understand and relate as a father. I know that that's like uh, that's like, oh, what's up there? I've got to check this out. So very inquisitive, um, cool, cool little guy, uh, but definitely one was very much asking if, if we could uh, if he could get up there in the attic. And we happened to be accessing the attic through his bedroom. So we were in his domain, uh, by the way. Um, and, you know, so, uh, and, and me as the ride along, I was, I was, uh, diverting to the salesperson and he was very obliging with him, letting him know, absolutely. Let me just check with your, with your mom and see if that would be okay. Um, I just want to make sure that she's okay with you and I'll, I'll help you up the ladder and, and things like this. And by no means disclaimer here, am I recommending that anyone does this out there, but this is the stuff that happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh salesperson checked with mom she was okay she she understood the way her son was and that he was inquisitive and stuff and so um yeah he, he got up there and got to check it out but you know in that whole process what what happened out of that this salesperson endured himself to that homeowner by doing that and by the end of that sales call which for everyone out there she did wind up going with with uh, with the company um she fell in love with him and she kept telling him how much, how much she liked him and appreciated him and, and was, and was thankful for the, for the experience and everything like that. So, you know, kids, we should, we should, uh, we should acknowledge, uh, we don't want to dismiss, we need to be friendly, uh, to them. Um, you know, and if we run into any type of situation like that or any other situations, obviously we want to just, uh, have, have conversation with the homeowner on stuff like that. Um, ideally we're never, uh, in a situation where we're alone, um, with, with children. Uh, that's, that's, that's a uh, primary. And by the way, the, the, the mom was there. She was just right outside the room, uh, when all this was occurring. So, um, yeah, we never want to position ourselves, um, to be alone with, a, with a minor in the home. I think that goes without saying, uh, with respect to dogs. Um, and I know this, this, I'm not the only one here. Um, uh, my wife loves the dogs more than the kids. So, um, those are, those are the babies of the house. Um, and, and, and with dogs, I think we've got to be very, uh, uh, respectful of that and knowing that that's probably a relationship there, um, that the homeowners have with them, that they, those are their beloved pets. They're part of the home, just like, uh, just like anybody else there. So, you know, if we're comfortable, however that may be, uh, and the homeowner, you know, ask us if we're okay with dogs or whatever. I mean, definitely want to greet the dogs uh, with concerns of like pet treats and things like that. Um, I'd be very uh, careful uh, on what we just uh, readily offer without asking permission. I know uh, my wife's dog is on uh, a very specific diet and uh, uh, she probably wouldn't be so mad at you if you gave the dog a treat, but I would because I'd be the one cleaning up the mess from the dog if if this dog (laughs) deviates from that diet. So um, <laughs> you know, so I think it's just, again, it's, it's, we, we go back to that, to that saying of regard, uh, whether it's the home or whether it's the, the occupants in the home, including the children and the dogs, just having that regard, uh, being friendly, being courteous, um, and respectful of, of the children and the pets in the home as well. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great, great summary of, uh, Important things for an installer to to be ready to deal with and uh, and do it in a way that's going to, um, as you said, ideally endear them to the endear the customer to them. 
Um, I think we've we've covered a lot of ground on uh, installer interaction skills and, and why we need them, uh, why there are promise keepers. Uh, Sean, do you have uh, some final thoughts on this topic for us? Well, I just think one last thing here. When we're when we're looking at this this um, whether we want to call it a habit or whether we want to call it a cultural shift in this installation department. And anytime I'm talking about culture. I, I go back to the definition of culture. What is, what does it mean to have a culture? What does that mean? And by definition, culture is a shared set of attitudes, values, goals, and practices. And so if we really break down those four things right there as how we can build this culture within our organization of becoming that retail install or build, you know, and we could have subset cultures and, and this is a subset culture that we, that we want to grow and cultivate within the installation department. What is our identity in our installation department? What's that culture in that department looking like? So I go through that checklist and, and how are our attitudes? Do we need to work on our attitudes? Because the attitude is going to come across to that homeowner, good, bad, or ugly. What are our values? Do we have ultimate and utmost care and concern for the customers and clients that we serve? What are our goals here? What do we want to see? Do we want to see, and I'm not talking goals of sales goals and things like that, but what's our goals as far as customer experience? What's our goals as far as uh, referrals, reviews, things like that? And then our practices, our process, if you will. What does that look like? And is there consistency across all of our install team members? from one install to the next. It's a plug and play. I could put any install team member or, or, or crew on that job and the practice is gonna be the same. The, by, the end product result is more than likely gonna be consistent. So attitudes, values, goals, and practices. We get consistency there, we've got culture. Boom, uh, that is a beautiful way to close out this conversation. Uh, thank you so much, Sean, uh, for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Well, as we say at BDR, wahoo. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening.